Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. In this episode, I talk to a beautifully open, thoughtful, funny comedian who takes the roof off every single Edinburgh festival. He's called Pierre Novelli. First up, though, let's get the dirty talk out of the way. Please, may I have any of your money? I've joined this awesome site, um, and if you go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash the hoovering pod, there are various monthly amounts from tiny to obscene, which if you had spare, I will exchange for really fun extra things. Also, an increasingly better hoovering podcast, because that's what I'll be spending your hard-earned wedge on, producers and guests and biggering and bettering my ideas and my methods. Enough already. This week, Pierre comes around my house. As ever with Pierre, there's lots of calm, warm philosophising and we muse on some really big ideas while we eat some really big burgers. He is a right into meat person, so I go for a lunch that's meat-like but vegan. I make some burgers from scratch and we also try the new Iceland plant-based ones called No Bull, which I'd read some fascinating blogs about. They appear to bleed. What? Anyway, Pierre is gorgeously and disarmingly open about overeating, so we share the shit out of that stuff too. All yours. Here we go. Look, there's pretend blood. Oh, yeah. If these are nice, I can just do some more of these because I've got loads in the freezer. Oh, great. Okay. I've read good things. We can try the okay. cachet first. Then. Yeah, shall we? Yeah. Sriracha, big fan? Yeah, yeah. big fan. Yeah. Do you want to... I'm going to have a CD roll first. Yeah, I'll have a CD roll. We're having burgers. We're having vegan burgers. They're called Noble Burgers and they're from Iceland and apparently they're quite good for something affordable quite good fake actual like a burger because that's the tough thing is the affordability isn't it yeah because they've got quite good at making stuff but it's still really expensive yeah. I think I have a joke in my show this year yeah about veganism yeah or just a routine about how I admire it but I don't share the instinct <laughs> I think some people do it as a way of punishing themselves um, saying like I enjoy life so much I want to see how hard it is to have to buy cashews every day <laughs> I want Probably that to be my main barrier. Slightly more expensive than meat as well, actually. Unless you found like fuck, the most yeah. incredible. Yeah, um, your own tree. Yeah. <laughs> your own cashew tree. I actually looked at how they have to. The, the thing around a cashew nut is like has to be treated. What's the thing with like bleach? Like it can burn. 
Oh god! Like it's really like they like they have to soak it and do this and do this, like extracting a nut from a cashew uh, oh, fruit. Oh god! It's quite difficult. I had no idea of that. Well, no, well then they sitting, should be so expensive. Well, that's then. it. I was on Google going like, they literally grow on trees. What the fuck is that? So this is vegan cheese with it as well. Yeah. So this stuff. Have a bite of it mm. before you've mixed it with other things so it doesn't taste like cheese, but it's fucking addictive. This is Vio Life original flavour slices. They taste of salt and coconut, but I can't stop eating them. It smells like cheese. Mm. They've nailed the smell on it. It smells like French cheese. Mm. But it looks like American cheese. It tastes just of salt. And I love salt. I'm a big salt person. Mm. I'm, but not as bad as my mum and my older sister. Really? I've seen them salt peas. I love your mum and older sister. <laughs> In your last show, which I saw recently, the stuff about eating in there was so funny. But uh, there were so many bits where I was like, my friend Sarah had to put her hand on my arm. I think I was having quite a like a, oh my god, yeah, oh my god, yeah, oh my god, yeah. Cool. Relatable. Yeah, so relatable. Every show I've ever done has had eating stuff in it. Has it? Always. Well, I find it quite hard to do eating stuff. I've done, like, the old line about it. I remember yeah. a bit about being, like, Henry VIII on the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I've i never had a chunk of show like that, and I'm really impressed. I think I, it's quite a hard thing to be funny about. The second show I did, I had a big one about um, uh, when I feed myself takeaways. <laughs> and I was much worse back then, but I was still pretty bad <laughs> yeah. now. And it was... um. But Domino's, uh, what you do is you convince yourself that you've earned it. Yeah. You've, I've, I, I've earned this. <laughs> I deserve it. It's not just I want it. I deserve it. Like if, if there was justice, if there was a God, really. Yeah. And you really convince yourself. <laughs> and then uh, the logic was, um, there you go, I've had a very good day. Yeah. I've got a lot done. I've worked hard. Yeah. I sent an email. Yeah. I should reward myself with a large Domino's on my own. Or alternately, you could say, I've had a very bad day. Yeah. It's been very tough, but mm. I have survived. And why not reward myself with yeah. large dominoes? And the third oh, option man. is, uh, it's been a very normal day. Why not spice things up? <laughs> we'll always find a way. <laughs> Tell me about it. I, I had only had a dominoes like, in the last three or four years because I... Uh, I just had never tried an actual Domino's. I'd mm. always had rip-off versions. Mm. And where I used to live in Broccoli, which is like the next little bit of South East London along, there's an amazing pizza place called Dominic's. We're <laughs> 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 really, really good for that in South East London, actually. There's a, there's a fried chicken shop in Forest Hill. I swear to God, there was... So, what happened is there was a... Um, there's a chain called Morley's that's everywhere. That's and the then there was one, isn't it? Yeah, Morley's. and then there was a chain... Uh, and then it, uh, one opened up called P- uh, Perfect Chicken. There's one in Hither Green called Preferable Chicken. Seriously <laughs> called Preferable Chicken. Preferable Chicken. Then some joker in Forest Hill tries to open up another Perfect Chicken. Oh, so I, shit. And they obviously get in trouble for it, and they've had to change it, and they've changed it to Perfect Chicken. <laughs> F. They're saving money on the sign. Yeah. Well, they've just put a giant F over the P. You know the best chicken has fur. We all know that. <laughs> Perfect chicken. This chicken's so fresh, it still has its fur. Are we doing the burger that's potentially nice first, or are we trying the sloppy thing? Um, we should at least try a, a fork of the hash Yeah. Egg. We'll call it hash egg. So I've tried to home-make my own beef-like burgers. All the ingredients are nice. We can, we'll see if we can even tell what they are. Should yes. I just bring it over and yeah. slough stuff on? Um, so I thought this might be nice, but all the while through I was thinking, there's no fat, there's nothing binding it. Oh, it's heavy. I might need to get you to come to me. Come to you. Don't tell feminism. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I like the idea of it being one yeah. person. One really vigilant person. I can imagine that, you know. Yeah. Shit. What's in it? I can see a beetroot. Yeah. I can tell that. Let's see if you can tell. It's like a terrible quiz. Oh, it is nice. Does it taste okay? Yeah, it is nice. Um, God, I wish I could eat something nice, Pierre. It is nice. Beetroot and, like, seed? No. So there's beetroot, mushroom, portobello mushroom, long grain rice. Ah. um, uh, Yeah, grated roasted beetroot. Yeah. Walnuts. That's what it is. That's what I'm tasting. It's the only protein in there. Right. 
Mm. Let's have a real life but No, it's not real life burger. These are fucking weird. I'm taking a picture of the fake blood. Yeah, it's pretty... So vegans that actually really desperately hate the idea of a dead animal are not going to be into these. That is almost creepy. So it's quite like Halloween-y. Yeah. I would be more impressed if there was someone who went vegan. They were the kind of person who really loved, like, blood. Yes. But they still went vegan. And you go, you have a natural love of blood. That's much harder. It's so much harder for you. Yeah, because if you're already put off, yeah, it's less impressive, isn't it, as like an act of will? Well, I am... Um, so I'm not properly vegan at all, but I, I really like a really rare steak. Like, I, I do quite like blood. What? I said it. I like blood. I like blood. Oh, it does taste nice. Maybe if I'd use some, like, aquafaba or whatever that stuff is. What is that? Well, I think officially it's the gunk out of a chickpea can. Oh, that's that, like, yes. it's now being sold on its own for lots and lots of money. And you can use it as a binding agent instead of eggs. I see. Yeah, that would have worked, I guess. Yeah, maybe. It's still very nice, though. It's going to taste okay. I'm going to put... some sriracha in there. It's nice. Mmm. That's vegan mayonnaise. It's got sriracha in it, by the way. Mmm. If you want to try that. Yeah. Okay, I'm going in for the... Iceland fake one. Mmm. Vegan mayo. It looks and smells like mayonnaise. Yeah, it's really spicy. Are you a spicy person? I am a spicy person. Good. I absolutely am. Mmm. Delicious. I'm a fan of this. It's been so long since I've had a beef burger that it's actually... I I can vouch. Yeah? It's, it's never been more than two hours since I've had a burger. <laughs> you legend. You're a hero. <laughs> I'm like, you had the, I'm well, like that's why I wanted to do burgers, burger sauce. Like, I haven't had a burger for ages. I saw someone tooting about these no bull ones, and you've got the most stunning line in your show, which I've been laughing to myself about for ages, where you talk about when you go for a burger somewhere and they're like, <laughs> they're like, oh, and for one pound extra, do you want it? an extra patty? And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no to that and no. then the I then how upset you get at the idea that you might have missed out on that and the line I believe is <laughs> I could have been on that plane <laughs> <laughs> so chill to the bone chilling chilling <sighs> just because it always struck me as insane because mm. it's the main thing mm. if you order a burger in a pub like the meat yeah. part is the main part that's of the, the main exciting part. bit you're going to double that fun yeah for the smallest price oh I'm going in some kitchen rock, if required. I will require it. My mm. muffy. Mmm. I'm so relieved that the... the sort of liquid fake burger tastes nice at least. Mm. And that this bit is satisfying at least burger-esque. The Iceland ones do genuinely taste like normal beef burgers from... but like from Iceland. Like they, right. do, they do taste like gross, really processed beef burgers. <laughs> but, which are very nice in their own way. In their own salty, moorish, yeah, cancery way. Eerily soft. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, this, this beef is eerily uniform in texture. <laughs> eerily soft. <laughs> it is. It looks awesome. Mm. They've done something very clever to get the texture like that, haven't they? With soy and beetroot. Yeah. And I'm glad it doesn't taste a beetroot because the one I made is so beetrooty. I'll be honest though, the only way I fucked with the recipe for that, the homemade one, is that I put probably double the beetroot that it said in. Oh yeah. Because I didn't want to th- throw away half a beetroot. That's fair. But do you think that's maybe made it too wet? It may be, yeah, but it's hard to say. Mm. But it would function like I would order that. Mm hmm. Yeah, as even as not like a substitute for something because it's mm-hmm. just quite nice. It's like, yeah, it's responded very well to being fried. It would do better to call itself like a vegan steak hache or something, mm-hmm. wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. So, are you into cooking? Mm. The first experiences I had of cooking were um, brais. What's brais? Brais like um, South African barbecue. Mm. So it's all on coals. And I get nostalgic when uh, you know you, you go to those mm. Turkish places in North London. Yeah. And it's like, oh, the smell of coal cooking. Oh, that's so good. That's what Bryce smells mm. like, same thing. Or the smell of, like, lush seasoned meat dripping <laughs> onto coal. That as well. Mm. <laughs> Fat on coal. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, before I learned how to do, like, indoor cooking, I had, like, my dad and, like, sort of family friends all being like, oh, and this is how you tell the toughness of the meat and right. the, how hot the grill should be. And 
Oh wow! So very like grilly, <laughs> grilly facts. You say your dad, and as in, is that because it was quite a manly pursuit mm. cooking a braai? How are you spelling braai? Braai is a B R A A I. Mm. Braai. So an Afrikaans word. Um, braai. Um, it's it's sort of manly, but like, it's something you'd be expected to know how to how to do. Fine. And like, it's a bit self it's a bit self aware. Mm-hmm. Like, right. there's, like there's loads of like YouTube comedy sketches by South African comedians about like braai etiquette and like who's the braai master nice like the deputy braai master fine yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, oh. but it is still like I half think, serious maybe I think I asked that because so I grew up by the seaside and we had lots of barbecues and that was lush mm. but I was always really into helping with them I think because it's pretty fucking simple you can leave a kid once they know not to burn themselves mm. stand there and flip things regularly I now look back on it and realise there weren't many other... I feel like that was one of my more tomboyish pursuits at the time. Yeah. Mm. But then I was pretty full-on tomboy. Like the very traditional ones I've been to, it's Mm. been all the guys Mm -hmm. around the braai and all the ladies and the very young kids Mm. in the house or sitting down on the veranda. A nice role reversal compared to... (laughs) Some people's normality, I guess. I always have it in my head as an example of when they go, oh, or any kind of time where everyone's apart is bad. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you go, but that's the time where they tell like dirty jokes that they wouldn't want, like in a conservative society. Yeah. That's the time where they all get to be like, oh, here's my rude, my one rude joke. Yeah. And they get to tell it around the fire or in the kitchen. Or and I've overheard like you know, one of the wives and girlfriends or whatever is having like. A sort of a chat that you wouldn't want to have about your husband in front of other yeah. men. Well, they're all <laughs> just slagging their partners yeah, off. Yeah. probably what's happening. Yeah, in that well, doing divided a, party. Doing absolute, like, uh, you know, post mortem anatomy yeah. dissection on things. Brilliant. Whereas all the guys are generally telling, like, rude anecdotes from when they were I would students. say these days, though, maybe that's in my elite liberal bubble. Yeah. But even back down in Dorset, where I'm from, <laughs> that divide is less. I've noticed it happens almost not at all now. Yeah, not at all. Like, parents' generation a bit, yeah. but less and less. Like, it's more... Uh, <coughs> the people who are doing... Everybody's it. stories are as grotty and as visceral That's or his, as emotionally yeah. open as each other's. That's Glorious change. change. That's change. The people who are doing it in my childhood on by now, mm. you know, 60. Yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More sense, anyway. We are exactly the same. Yeah. Mmm, yum in my tongue. I've started eating more fibre. Okay. Because it's basically the only way that isn't meat mm-hmm. to feel full without going apeshit on chicken nuggets or something. That's fascinating. So what fibre things are you having? To Rye think? bread. Wow. Serious, okay. like... Even the most dedicated Nothing Swede red. or German would be like, whoa, that's some rye bread. <laughs> they go, yes, it is. There's almost no bread in it. It's just mm. flattened seeds. Awesome. Super, super thick, crazy. Like, eating it's like a, a job. <laughs> Gotta really eat the fuck out of this rye bread. <laughs> oh, God. Is it really dry and chewy? I'm trying to think. It's is it that really dark? It's really dark, isn't it? The mine's one that I buy is full of pumpkin seeds. I buy it on Gosh. Amazon. <laughs> Amazon Fresh, they're taking over the it's world. It's not even fresh. These things no. just doesn't go off. It's the, I buy it in bricks, like fucking builders, merchants. Oh, stuff. God. <laughs> My flatmate sounds thinks, filling. It's beyond filling. Yeah. <laughs> My flatmate thinks I'm a monster because mm. I have these. I need to not have to think for most meals. Right. If I get to think about, oh, what shall I eat? Mm. If that's more than twice a week, I'm exhausted and I'll make bad choices. Really? I, I ate the same thing for breakfast from as young as I can remember until I was 16. Really? Every day. What did you have? I had two slices of toast and maybe a banana and a cup of tea. Did <laughs> you have the same it. thing on the toast? Yep, butter. Apart from like, Just butter. maybe on holiday or something or like whatever, I'd do something else. But like, that was day to day. Same thing. Well, I don't understand why you stopped at butter and there wasn't a marmite or jam in your life. Because it's all getting very... That's just... There's more bothered. than one type of jam and it's rich strawberry, black currant. Already there's, there's too many... I need to, I need to fascinating. It's like how Steve Jobs only, uh, only had like those that one outfit. 
That's me and, and Jan. My neighbour, Tom, who lives in the flat underneath Uh this one, he is, I mean, he's probably only 50, but he looks like he's 100. I should be so careful. He's only got one outfit. And when he does a wash, which is twice a year, it's just grey pullovers, white polo shirts. That's it. That's it. And he must just have the one trousers. Unless he's like Bart Simpson and he has a big... Cupboard full of he smokes immaculate. so much that he is as of a similar hue to a Simpson. <laughs> he's like ash. It's human ash. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, he's like a wizened minion. Yeah. <laughs> oh, horrific. But he's a lovely man and he's a great gardener. He has great gardening tips. There you go. Yeah, that's amazing. So the same thing till you were 16. And then what happened at 16 that made you go... Oh, I just... Um, I'm gonna mix, <clears throat> I'm gonna, I need to mix my shit up. It wasn't even that. I just started... Like learning to eat things like porridge and stuff. Right? Right. I was I, I was a very picky eater when I was a kid. Okay. And then I grew out of it. But it wasn't right. necessarily picky with what to eat. I was picky with textures and and mixing of things. Yeah. So I'd eat everything as long as it was kind of separate. I'd watch my parents do that thing grown-ups do. They put like three bits of area yeah. of, of food, different foods on their fork. Yeah. And then eat it. I mean, you people are fucking lunatics. You're animals. What is the point of anything having a flavour if you're going to mix it all up and not eat it on its own? I think about that all the time. I think about that all the time. Because I... It depends on my mood. Like you say, yeah. like if I'm if I can take the care to eat something slowly, and especially like if I'm talking to someone and I'm meant to be describing for a podcast listener what something tastes like, it's like remember to stop and taste the thing. Um, <laughs> it's hard, but then I think some things. The whole point, certainly from like haute cuisine, like posh ass chefs' points of view, yeah. is that you're meant to have. This. And then you sometimes you eat things where you get things in layers, don't mm. you? Where you get the heat <clears throat> at the end, or you're supposed to sit and have this whole yeah. transcendental. Experience. I've just sprinkled salt on this already salty thing. Very good. Cheese and tomato goes well together. Yes. Now I'm putting some of the homemade one in. How is it? Mmm. Yeah. The problem is when you do that, like three things on a fork is. You just mainly taste whatever the strongest thing is. This was my position as a child. My mm. parents thought I was weird. And then uh, I moved to the UK when I was seven. Yeah. And I'd never had baked beans before. And I still hate them now. Fine. I just... Oh, my word. Have you ever had homemade baked beans? Um, I've had sort of fancy... Mm. Like, the same thing notionally, but not the same thing. So, right. like... You know, some place where they go, like, haricot blanc in the yeah, sauce yeah, yeah. de tomate. Or like, whatever, or like, cassoulet de Toulouse. And you sort of go, nominally, these are beans in a sauce. Yeah. But it's not, you know, Heinz baked beans or, like, tinned right. baked beans. And just even the smell, I can't deal with it. I just, oh. I, had a, I used to make my, <laughs> my dad laugh by saying, I don't know why everyone in the UK wants their food to be wet. Because it would be like, uh, oh, like nuggets and chips at primary school. Oh, oh, quickly, I'll quickly make that wet for you by covering it in beans. Yeah. I wouldn't want you to eat something not wet. And then like uh, fish and chips, they go, oh, we're going to douse this in vinegar because, you know, it's not wet. So obviously it's not food yet. We have to make it wet. Gravy, make the food wet. I really need some of my food to have an element of wetness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a real dry. You, dry, you want a dry, dry yeah. dinner. I like a dry bacon. Fr- crispy to the point almost of dryness. Just on its own. Just on its own, yeah, in, a, in an empty castle. <laughs> that's, that's, all, that's all I want Echoing. <laughs> echoing halls full of tattered banners. Snappable, so that that little bacon snap <laughs> just cracks out over the moors. Yeah. <laughs> and the wolves come surround the house. That's my, that's my ideal Sunday morning. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. How funny, you know. I know that you analyse your comedy like to that extent so of course why wouldn't you analyse your food to that extent too so yeah. you've got an interesting heritage which you touched on briefly there like South Africa Isle of Man yeah what did that mean in terms of apart from brais brai 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 what did that mean in terms of the stuff you eat when you grew up apart from this very organised breakfast every day um, assuming that everything else was slightly less routine no more uh, gem squash which is like a little squash that looks like um, a dark green cricket ball. 
All right. And it's round. And mm. my, my older sister found one in Waitrose, but it was a Halloween thing, and it had a sticker saying, like, not for eating. Yeah, they're gourds, we call them. Yeah, well, this uh, gem squash is like the round, little round green gourd. Brilliant. And my older sister was like, I took it home and ate it anyway, and it was mm. fine. So if you want gem squash, guys, go to get the display gem squash from Waitrose. They're really easy to grow in our climate, so I don't yeah. know why we don't eat them more. They're I very find nice. them. You can't, the skin's hard, right? You yeah, need yeah, to, yeah. like. With gem squash, you cut it like you cut an avo, which mm. is you cut it in half and twist it off, take the big um, stone out. Right. And then you have, like, it's already a bowl, and it's, like, fibrous, like, it's halfway between pure pumpkin flesh and that fibrous bit that you don't eat. It's about halfway between I those I think two. it's, like, halfway between a pumpkin and a courgette. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But with a thick, like, dinosaur skin. Yes. So you wouldn't ever, like, with a squash even sometimes, if you roast it long enough, you can oh, break yeah. that down. Whereas with the gourd... It's like an I made a skin. soup once and I left the skin because I'd roast it for It's so gross! No, you can't do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you, you turn do. it um, uh, on, their, on their sides and use it as a bowl. The skin's tough enough mm-hmm. to do that. And put salt, pepper, and a small amount of butter in the little hollow. Microwave the fuck out of it and then spin it up with a fork. Nice. And then eat it like that. Yummy. Um, but that kind of thing, like, you couldn't get that. Like, even, like, je- um, butternut squash and stuff was, like, yeah. couldn't really get it in the supermarkets and things. So On the Isle of Man, you couldn't. Yeah, yeah. And, like, avos. Good avos. Because yeah. avos, a lot of the avos here are very small. My my mum got accused of being very fancy the other day. Because she was talking about growing up as a kid e- eating uh, avocado all the time. Yeah. And it was like, ooh, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's like... They grow it down there. Yeah. You can buy it from a guy on the side of the highway, like a five kilo bag, yeah. for like a tenner of just avos. Like mm. they fall on the ground, they leave them there. It's not fancy. Whereas here, I guess so if you're of, that, of a generation where you're, I don't know, I, feel, I guess our parents are similar ages, like yeah. around the 60 mark. Yeah, that they weren't around here for a long time. My, 70s maybe? Yeah. My, and then they were quite dinner party posh. But, you know, bring out the avo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on a bigger cushion. Do you, uh, who would have ever thought then that there would be teenagers now with tattoos of avocado? Avocados, exactly. It's so bonkers that we've got access to that stuff here now when actually it wouldn't make any sense if there's no market for it and then you see it crop yeah. up as a Halloween. A decoration. Dec- as an ornament. My sister ate an ornament. <laughs> she took an ornament home and cooked it and ate it like lunatic yeah. there's probably so many things that originally food that are, look at all those oranges that you've got the cloves stuck in they make you want to eat them up yeah 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 I always didn't understand that because that's another thing it's like fruit is more exotic because South Africa's full of fruit like it's not yeah. expensive fruit's the, one of the few things that's definitely cheaper what age did you move from there? Uh, seven. Seven, you said. Yeah. But there's a bit of a diaspora on the Isle of Man, so it was a weird, like... I'll tell you a big thing, preservatives. Right. I had terrible asthma as a kid. Really, really bad. Really? Really bad, yeah. Dangerous level of asthma. And uh, it got triggered by preservatives, E-numbers and things. Like, soft drinks in South Africa are, like, v- luminous orange. Like, it looks like highlighter pen like orange. Like Sunny D. Well, much worse than Sunny right. D. That's at least yellow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, highlighter orange. Right. Really bad. And I would have terrible asthmatic fits triggered by any soft drink with E-numbers or preservatives and different types of weird sodium. None of which you can put in food in the EU. Yeah. So it's fine. Like my asthma. what I was going to ask. Are you worried about, after Brexit, your asthma coming back? (laughs) I was a bit worried, yeah. We're going to start putting MSG in everything. Well, I read that we need to do a trade deal with them for them to keep, with the states... For the, with yeah. America for them to keep buying our steel yeah. we're going to have to do a food trade deal and there's no way they're going to sign up to <clears> even <throat> things that say we need to say on food where it's from uh-huh. let alone all that shit that's in it uh-huh. I remember having some Cheetos in New York which we get here and yeah. they're nice but, uh, and they the were bloody delicious but my fingertips stayed orange with the dust for like a day Oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like industrial. Like it, you could colour a barn with it, like wood. You could stain wood with that stuff. That's that's, the, that's what's worrying. What's going on in our tums? What goes on inside you when you put that shit in? It shows how sturdy human beings are. Oh, yeah. That like all American and South African kids aren't dead. Yeah, or like they're just running around with pinprick eyes, you know, and just freaking and nuclear pack, like nuclear. nuclear fingertip glowing. Yeah. Part of a trade deal between America and Japan is that Japan has to buy a certain amount of rice right. from America. But it's Japan, like, they know their rice. And American rice is apparently not to... Uh, yeah. And they leave it there to rot in the port. 
They just don't even bother trying to sell it. Like they might feed it to animals, but they don't even doesn't even make it to a supermarket because <laughs> they're just like no one in Japan wants this rice. I love the idea in terms of like just in terms of food waste. Like I wonder what it would do for the environment. Full stop. If there was some science fiction way yeah. of just looking at all of the things like that that are happening all the time and just stopping that. Yeah, like it's very difficult to understand sometimes because you'll see vaguely on the news they'll go, oh, such and such a country in Africa and blah, 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 famine. And you see the word famine and in your head you just go, I, it took me years because I'm sitting there going, but it's, it's the most fertile place on earth. Yeah. Like, like West Africa is so good for growing fruit. Sometimes they have two crops a year from the same tree. Like it's that fertile. Wow. So what the fuck is... Yeah. It can't all be like that bit in The Lion King where it's dusty and there's <laughs> dead trees and claws and whatever. What the hell? And a lot of it's just engineered. They just yeah. uh, It's like dictators find an area of the country where it's a tribe they don't like and they'll erase the price of food artificially. So it's yeah. an artificial famine. So it's not even about sending the food. It's about like a guy's not letting them have it or it costs like double what it should. It's absolutely mental. It's all there. It? I saw a documentary when I was pregnant about um, <clears throat> this tiny uh, village somewhere in West Africa, where something like 10% of the population live into their 90s, yeah. and everybody else at the average life expectancy is in their 50s. Yeah. And they finally worked it out that the 10% that are living, you know, f- twice the age, often, is because during their mother's pregnancy was when they had their greens. Mm. The, the only 10% of the year that there were greens available to eat. During, I'm sorry, and that had to, and that had to be during the first eight weeks of their mother's that pregnancy. Folic acid that they were having, yeah, like spinach basically, or any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you have cravings? Oh God! I mean, actually, I just crave the shit out of meat, like real protein yeah, cravings. Yeah, yeah. And up until before then, I'd gone like a quite veggie. Yeah. Um, and then I really, I, I, I couldn't have not listened to it. Yeah, it no, was of like, course, you must, you, uh, you must. And also, I crave really rare meat, which I think just meant I run. I wanted iron and protein, and I yeah, just like, listen. Yeah. Have you ever had a random craving, like a really random craving? Oh, all the time. Like food is like I have such a weird. Uh, what did I have? Marshmallows the other day, and I don't like sweets. Yeah, but for some reason, like I left my flat at night <laughs> to, to get go them. get marshmallows. <laughs> Because it was, I couldn't get rid of the thorn. Which Do you normally, get like little obsessive moments with a specific food like that? So weird, isn't it? I, I mostly get it with the idea of overeating in general. Yeah. But sometimes it's specific. Yeah. But mostly you you ever get that thing where it's like the terrible yawning hunger where you go, it's actually like it's better to not eat anything until this feeling goes away. Because if exactly. I eat a little bit during it, yeah. It'll never be enough and I'll have to keep going till it's like... And you've tipped into that, oh god, well we've got tucked straight into this. So one of my favourite things is it, in my, in, our, in my first, when I first started to start a conversation about begging you to come and do this podcast, I, um, you straight away on my messages, message said, oh I'm just about to start training again after yeah. a patch of binging and I was yeah, like, yeah. oh that's... A, and you know, people throw that word around and stuff but also I'm, only, I'm doing so much work at the moment which I understand is going to take me a long time to detach the shame from that. Oh but, yeah. Uh, but it's so refreshing whenever anyone is like, <laughs> oh no, I'm, I really no. do a lot of binging. I'm, I'm, really, <laughs> I'm really over the, over the side of the ship here. <laughs> <laughs> Hands right up. I yeah. had it yesterday. I, so I went through a really funny process. Have you ever had any therapy about it? Oh, God, yeah, yeah. 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 I I, I, and so you've done, like, food diaries and all oh, that man, stuff. I still, I, I, still, I still do it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, me too. And every now and again, I'll go to a, patch, I'll get to a bit... Well, I'm quite... I'm, I don't know how many months. I'm probably this year I've yeah. been doing it. But at the moment, I'm not keeping food diaries because I find it really hard to work out how, whether they're making me better or not. Mm. I know that they can take me... It, <clears throat> into a more even keel but then once I carry on with them for a bit then they start adding to the obsessive feelings I think for me but that's I had to uh, catch myself when I I got really into mine in the last few months of last year yeah but I always made sure that I never reached the point where if I was about to cook something in oil yeah that I bothered measuring the oil oh no because that's already you're going you, you you can't yeah. live like that. That's un- ridiculous. I can't. I can't even count calories. I can't bear it. Well, see, I had a weird thing with that because the only way I've ever made a success of living healthily is by doing that. But really? I grew up with two sisters, right? And so it was always like you shouldn't do that. 
Whereas, uh, oh, I thought you were going to say the opposite. I thought you were going to say, oh, they're on diets their whole lives. No, no, no. Oh, I love, God, no, I love these salty sisters even more. The salty sisters, yeah, they were there doing uh, everything. It was all fine. Yeah. And like they obviously still had their own worries and anxieties about sure. it. But I was always told, like, oh no, you must never. Oh, you must never. And in reality, like, it's been the only way I've been able to. Mm. keep track because yeah. otherwise like I don't know what the fuck is in things and I just lie to myself and <laughs> but it's that thing where it's like uh, there can't be one rule but I understand that that rule is built around a greater risk like it's more important to just save that rule and it's different for everyone isn't it I think there's definitely going to be people who but if, I, if you had a family of multiple kids yeah. boys and girls you'd be like I'd rather have like a chubby son than like a dying daughter. Oh <laughs> so my I'm gonna, God. I'd rather I'm have chubby no. all the kids. I'd rather have big fat all the kids. Definitely. Than than a family obset, all obsessed with their own yeah. value according to their own size. Depend- and and constantly analysing food as a commodity in that way. But but that's but that's me, you know, I've really it's it, it definitely I know I've got friends who've done who've had made themselves much healthier yeah. is the best way of putting it through uh, quite regimic diets yeah. my mother-in-law included actually and another dear friend recently both shed a ton of weight but also as part of a big fitness kick yeah. through like really, but I've never been good with that kind of organised stuff it needs yeah. it can happen to me but it has to sort of happen to me in a way which I haven't chosen yeah 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 like when I first moved to London to go to university yeah I went from my... Like, we were talking before we started recording about how uh, free and chaotic our rural upbringings were. We were just allowed out, and then we just came back, and then we were allowed out again, and no no questions asked. But anyway, I went into, from that, in the middle of the countryside, to got to London, uh, is in catered university halls. Oh, yeah, yeah. So dinner and breakfast were at the same time every day. And there was shit options, but I've always loved healthy food. I just want 18 times too much of it. Yes, yeah. Um... But the same things were happening to me every day. That combined with a routine enough life that when I joined a gym, I could go at set times to classes I liked, find stuff I liked. Find yeah. Also, I got to London and went, oh, I don't think I can be five foot five and nearly 16 stone here in baggy, <laughs> massive baggy trousers, giant baggy t-shirt, <laughs> an incidental heartbreak, yeah. which I think helped. But also, like, helps, oh, yeah. time for a change. But yeah. also, that the fact that I then could go to having massive great big like, breakfast and then a jacket potato for dinner every night because most of the other stuff from that case at halls was disgusting. Yeah, but that, see, that, that's the thing, is it's removing the agony of choice. Or, yeah. That's why I like the food diary thing. See. Choice is a real agony because you end up going like, Let's say you decide because you're a sadist. Like I'm so tired when I wake up in the mornings that to take someone in that tired condition and go do a food quiz now <laughs> is horrible. Like a spritz of lime? What are you fucking talking about? Chili flakes? Can't leave me alone. I'm so tired. Like I don't even want to eat. I just know I must. I know I have to because it's morning time now. Like yeah. oh no no. So like that, get rid of that. And that's what I liked so much about school as well and university halls was because it was like, there's three things. Yeah. You will like one of them yeah. quite a lot. And they'll dish it out for you. You don't yeah. have to say... You can't can control I... the portion. Yeah. Oh my God. I as mean... well, because those big dinner lady spoons. Yeah. I go, apeshit, have you left me? <laughs> <laughs> but that thing of that, Long that desire to overeat, like... One of the things, the revelations I had, which I've spoken about on this before, is that that, that you're supposed to sort of look at what emotions it is that make you want to eat when you're not hungry. Yeah. And what where I stopped on that is because it's all emotions, yes. <laughs> right? Right through, yes. to, right through from very extreme anxiety and rage, where I just basically wait for my hand to start reaching for something. Yeah. Even yeah. But right through to once, um, and on the subject of pre-dinner, I felt very mild relief. <laughs> I had a series of jobs in town in the day, like recording things and stuff and then a gig I wasn't particularly fussed about and then I found out I didn't have to do it it was cancelled or whatever and I'd won you know three hours of my evening back and that very slight relief my that instant I thought on my way home for dinner I could get a burrito yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) it's your first instinct and I stopped and thought I gotta tell my therapist this and I've gotta stop listing the emotions because it's breaking my fucking heart that every emotion it's pointless to list if you know that it's your reward punishment So it's everything. Everything. It's just everything. You go, when do you want to eat? You go, well, grief, <laughs> sadness, anger, happiness, boredom, celebrating, 
when it's raining. She gave me one. She matter. gave me a list of like an enormous spreadsheet with hundreds and hundreds of words for different emotions on, and I was like, my, I felt like saying, "My love, this isn't a problem articulating the breadth of emotional range." Did you just write it on the whole page? Yeah. Big crayon. Hungry. <laughs> There's like sauce on the thing when you hand it back. There's like already sauce on it. <laughs> Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago... If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Say scrum-diddly-umptious. And then you can be in my podcast. I first started doing stand-up as a, as a student. Yeah. And the first few gigs, I uh, would have a few beers right. before I did the stand-up. Before you did your stand-up? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And would you like any more to eat, by the way? Um, I'll eat some more of that, that yeah. ashe. How's yourself? Is that okay? Yeah. That's not very good hosting. That's perfectly reasonable hosting. Um, and I realised I didn't want to be a stereotype right. of the drunk comedian or the comedian who needs to drink yes because there's nothing I hate more than the idea of being a stereotype <laughs> like every other comedian ironically yeah, exactly yeah uh, the thing I hate is the same as everyone else hates <laughs> and um, and I was very self-aware of, of that and I had a few friends who were, were drinking should we say dangerous amounts yeah and so I thought I want to avoid that but then that just meant I replaced it with food so food yeah. became the celebration and the punishment and the binge. Yeah. Because if you need to binge on something, it's like it's psychological. Yeah. Where you've, you're saying to yourself, and that's what I always used to say to people, where I used yeah. to say, but I don't understand, like, in your life, where do you get to have the thing that's too much? Yeah. Where's your too much? You have to, how can you not have at least one? How can you live like this? And I didn't understand that their mindset just didn't have that. Yeah. I used to look at my friends. There and aren't go, many people that don't have that. Well, that's the thing. With any, with something, they, they always, that don't even smoke. Well, they do with like or, sport or something, you know. That's the thing. They oh just, yeah, get obsessed yeah. with exercise or sex. Yeah, but I'd say to them like, and I was, I was trying to be smart about it. I go, well, that guy, it's a guy, and he's about my age and about my height and my yeah. build. Yeah. So that's a better example, right? Right. Like, yeah, yeah. And they'd be in this great shape, and I'd be like, but we hung out on Saturday, and we had the same number of pints yeah. and fast food and like everything same 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 yeah Why, uh, or, or like uh, they had half or whatever and you sort of I used to think these people have incredible willpower yeah and they don't no um, they just don't want to do it it doesn't take willpower to not do something you don't want to do yeah it's like saying well, how, how do you have the willpower not to eat all that glass from the floor <laughs> yeah, well it's not it's not hard is it I don't want to eat the glass on the floor you're, yeah not oh, all the time you know, incredible resistance to doing that unpleasant thing to yourself they don't I, um, like it yeah and I I like all the things mm. <laughs> I like to be drunk I like to smoke cigarettes and with all those with all those things I have to say I have to treat it like food actually weirdly which you can't ever give up completely and I think with alcohol I, I feel of all the of the three of the three things mm-hmm. that's the one where I'm most good at going don't drink for a week I feel disgusting very quickly if yeah. I am on the lash big time for a long time you, even even two days mm-hmm. of proper drinking and you just go oh fuck this horrid 
Yeah. You're just filling your bike poison. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it doesn't even feel nice in the moment, actually, no. part way in. I've had some family here um, from the States, and they're obviously they're just in holiday mode, but yeah. I can't... You know, they're drinking from lunchtime every day. Two, two days joining in. I thought, absolutely disgusting. And they're not wild. Like, they're here with little kids and stuff, but, like... <laughs> I couldn't bear it, yeah. yeah. I think booze I'd probably miss the least. Yeah, me too. If someone said, you can never have booze again, I'd be like, oh no. Mm. Like, I'd, I'd, be I quite, have, I'd be really sad, actually. I'd be sad at Christmas. Yeah. Rest of the year. I'd yeah. Be like, no. Really? That's impressive. I'd no, be but, really sad. If I could, but it's a reason. You have to give me a reason. So my friend's like, why aren't you having cans in the park or whatever? Yeah. Then I could be like, well, you know, I'll die. <laughs> then, they'll go, <laughs> then they'll leave you alone about it. <laughs> You do have to give people a really good reason. Yeah. Um, and if you are a woman and you don't drink just because you're having a week off the lash and yeah. you are known to be a breeder, everyone will assume you've got a new one in the oven. Oh, I didn't think of that. promised them. Oh. No intention of doing that again. A breeder. Um, <laughs> we got us a breeder. <laughs> um, five second rule, yes or no? Mmm. Oh, it depends where. It depends where, doesn't it? Yes. Your own kitchen floor. Yeah. For some reason, there'll be a lot of leniency there. I've blown the the dust mildly off something. Yes. Before in my life. I think part it depends of this. on what it is. Yeah. Raw meat, I'd say no. No. Did you grow up with pets? Yes. Hmm. I think people that grow up with pets are a little bit grottier than we blue didn't. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. You kind Although, of got to be. I've only learned to be grotty uh, post, like, 16. Mm-hmm. I was very picky and not germophobic, but very... But did things have to be just so in terms of cleanliness Very as well? fastidious, yeah. Really? Well, I, and that... Whereas, like, um... Bit OCD? A little bit. Although you can't... You're not supposed to say that. A little bit, but whatever. <laughs> Honestly. You're supposed to say... I, I 17.9% OCD tendencies. I exhibit particular tendencies that yeah. appear low on a diagnostic chart of a particular mm-hmm. condition. Um, but then I started, I was speaking to army cadets and we did lots of camping and stuff. Nice. And eventually, if you're tired enough and you just really want the, the tea and a load of grass blows into it, you just drink the tea. <laughs> <laughs> you just go, it's, I just, but it made me more of a... Like, just more relaxed through just circumstances That's about great. food and cleanliness. It made me more um, comfortable. Brilliant. Because it's, it's a just, bit of outdoor culinary fun. Well, yeah, or just something where it's like, we're going to make you sit in the woods till mm. you behave reasonably. <laughs> Not like explicitly, yeah. but that's what ended up happening. That's <laughs> exactly what they were doing. It worked really well. <laughs> um, God, I find it so fascinating. Have you got any particular hopes when it comes to eating in the future and technology? Oh, um, I'm keen to try some of the artificial meat. Yeah, like we yeah. just had. But like the ones they grow in a lab. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like... Uh, Fascinating. It's the same as meat, technically. So that's an interesting choice. So in terms of like, you said you're not inclined towards veganism or vegetarianism. Yeah. But, but that's not because of a disregard for... Have you? What? Where do you stand in terms of eating and ethics? Does that come into? Does yeah. that go out the window as part of your not overthinking eating? Um, I'm aware of it in that sense. Like uh, it's in Mark Maron's thing about being vegan. No, where he says uh, it's sort of anorexia in disguise because he used <laughs> well, to be I think an anorexic. It is right. He's yeah. like, uh, I'm not going to join your disordered eating club just because it's the nicest one. Or uh, it's very saving about it. Yeah. So there's an element of that. Yeah. Um, I won't buy, like, battery eggs or battery hens or whatever, mm-hmm. but I will eat, like, free-range chicken. I'm fine mm-hmm. with that. I've, hun- I've hunted birds. Wow. I have hunted birds. So people say, would you kill yourself? I go, yeah, and I have. Yeah. And I've eaten that. And with guns? Fine. Shot them in the air? Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, in, on the Isle of Man? Uh, ducks on the Isle of Man. Yeah. One Christmas. We have a, a friend of ours is a farmer. And it's not a lake. It's like an old quarry that's like a lake just because okay. of the rain. Yeah, yeah. And like a, a, an inconvenient number of ducks have decided to live on the lake. 
to the point where he's like, that's the only reason I'm inviting everyone to come around and to go duck hunting. Yeah, it's like, right. you're kind of doing can your you favor. Can you eat a duck? Of course you can eat a duck. Did you eat the duck? Did you just yeah. shoot them? Well, we ate some of the duck, but like, you don't know which one you of them you shot versus Fine. one you Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. But then, and then you send them to like the butchers and they'll sell them. Oh God, that's fascinating. Well, yeah, it's it's, it's like it's the same as if it's from a, a farm in any other sense. And Was it fun though? Um, it's really fun. it's really difficult. Like really? it's about a thousand times harder than you could ever possibly imagine. I am. Um, to the point I where think you do, I'd be you frustrated. Stop, you do be stop feeling bad. It's hard enough that you start feeling bad. <laughs> you little shit. <laughs> that's why it's so popular. People get in there and be like, "Oh, a good killer." <laughs> Because you, you miss so many times that you're exactly. like, you want to die? Make a fool of me. I used to read um, a similar thing, but not to do with eating. I used to read the traffic on the radio. I used to be like, um, and, and actually, it was like really shit money for a really horrible hours job. You, you and Hal Crattenden. Did he? He was a traffic man. Did he? I don't know why. I'll have to talk to Hal about that. But what was awful about it, and it's exactly the same terrible logic, is that when you were doing like BBC Cambridge and like just reading out the same free roadworks that weren't causing any delays on the hour, at, what, no, every 15 minutes, oh, you start to pray for an accident. Someone clear. Someone, someone overturn a truck of Desperately. Uh, beer barrels. Yeah, something you could talk around like that, but with minimum sort of people harmed. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, it's the same instinct. But you it? kind of were just like, oh, someone have a prang. Because I, I thought I'd feel bad about shooting yeah. a, a duck or whatever. Because I thought, hmm. Because I'm, uh, you know, I was, it was that weird, it was almost like arrogance, like, well, I'm a, I'm a human, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm so much smarter than a duck, and also I have a, a gun, Yeah. so that's like, that's so, so imbalanced, like, this is going to be, I feel bad because of, of how easy this is going to be, yeah. and then it was basically impossible, <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> now we've won all the ducks. Like idiot, I have every advantage, and I still can't win. <laughs> I'd kick one to death now. Yes. <laughs> Get furious. <laughs> I think I'd be exactly the same from how bad I am with road rage I think I'd be yeah, exactly yeah. the same if I did any sort of animal hunting I don't have a problem by the way with animals dying for food and I do yeah. think humans are better than animals there was some insanity I think yeah. on Twitter recently where someone had a woman had um, who is was kind of an out you know is an this ice cream woman yeah this out vegan woman had said she walked past a crying little girl and she bought her an ice cream and it made her day and she'd done a nice thing that day and some absolute weapon yeah and sort of try- and not just had a go at her he'd then gone on to try and bring the twitterati vegan community in yeah. wrath all in on this one woman basically said troll this woman basically for having it. done something that so, kind or maybe if we all tell her yeah. how bad she is then she'll change her ways and it'll be good for the world what whatever. a horrible horrible I mean it's like the parody of the animal rights activists that that is appalling to humans that's what I uh is most difficult to deal with about those people because that person as a type of person is the same as like some redneck Texan Baptist mad Baptist Christian like yeah. evangelical who's like maybe if we all uh, send Mildred angry cards in the post and like don't look at her and don't speak to her then she'll receive the life and love of Jesus <laughs> So it's all dressed up as like it's, it's all, good for you, but it's all hate. Yeah, it's like and it's I'm all a, driven by hate and anger. Yeah, they go, I'm a bully and I I'm correct about everything. And I've noticed someone be different to me, and I'm furious. And I think we should all be furious. Maybe we all bully them, like I want to, because I'm furious because I'm correct. Oh. But those two people both think that the other is on a different side, and you go, No, you're on the same side. You're exactly the same. You're kind exactly of the same person. You're you're someone led by anger and hatred. Just on different even if you can't see that. Yeah. Oh. God, and, and also it boggles me. Yeah, and also the fact that like, I've I, I've got to the point now where there's certain films about conspiracy theories mm. or vegan stuff where it's like none of it's cited. It's all based on uh, some of the footage has been shown to be faked. And I watched one on Netflix recently and was like, "This is God. What, what was it called? What? I'll look it up and put it in the notes." But it was, and it was compelling. And but I got about half an hour in and went. I mean, I'm not taking anything from this that I would ever share with anyone as it, as, as being solid fact. This is yeah. absolutely some people's idea. It, it was like one of the most gory examples of confirmation bias. Yeah, and they, they film like an illegal farm in like the, the the U.S. state with the fewest animal rights legislation. Is that I haven't seen that? Is that cowspiracy? That's one, one of the right. ones that's a bit dodgy. Yeah, and that's another thing that like there's a real disease at the moment in British society 
with hipsters and comedians and vegans and we take our cue from American domestic politics. Yeah. So then we'll say like, well, you know, the terrible thing about farming is the fact they feed cows all that uh, corn syrup. And you go, corn syrup? Where are they growing corn in England, you fucking idiot? What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. It's purely American. And they go, this is what farms are like in America. And you do you have any idea how highly regulated British farming is? It's EU. What are you We've talking about? We've got one more year of that, though. Yeah. yeah <sighs> do you have a go-to thing with a hangover? We sort of covered that earlier. Uh, I used to... Um, I went through a, well. I went through a phase of, of like anything really spicy, like a really spicy mm-hmm. like ramen bowl, because oh, it's yes. like it's basically like saline, like salty oh, food. Well, earlier when you were saying what would you get from an Indian takeaway, and it's like if I've got a hangover, I'm going hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going Bin whatever's got a two or three chilies next to its face. Yeah, burn, burn a hangover after you. We both travel a lot for work. Yeah, you travel a lot for work. When you go away for a longish time, are there any foods from normal home life that you miss? Um, sounds weird, but like, um, just stuff like a chicken breast or turkey breast or something like that, mm-hmm. where you could just make it however you like in a pan. Or because if you ever order something with chicken in sandwich or whatever, it's always like it's it's rare that it's good chicken. It's rare that it's the same amount you'd get from one whole breast, like that so you'd buy true. yourself. It'd be like a little. Let's put three slices in this sandwich, and you go. I wanted the ch- the chicken's the main event here for me. I'm not interested in your fucking seed bread, whatever you put around it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. You chose the seed bread. We like the seed bread. Though. We know we had the poppy bread. We did have poppy's seed. It's a, it is a seed, isn't it? Yeah, it's not just opium bread. You can fail a drug test. Yeah, I know. I used to do lots of medical trials for money, and that'd be on the list of things really? you couldn't eat for a month before else, poppy seeds, marmalade, or what? any really highly concentrated orange stuff because it's a drug suppressant. Really? Yeah, and you couldn't have poppy seeds in case it came up as an opiate in your system. Really? Fascinating. Can have any citrus no. concentrate because it suppresses. And I used to think in my former days when I would enjoy a recreational drug from yeah. time to time that when someone said give them orange juice to level them out that that was an urban myth but yeah. there's, uh, there's logic in it I'm oh sure that <clears throat> I'm sure a, a pint of squash is doing jack shit for anyone who's <laughs> dropped four pills but there's there was it's based in some science I think oh my god interesting Comedy has fallen down a crevice and is hurtling towards the Earth's core. I don't know who did it, but they were very serious bastards. The only way it can be saved is if a man called Pierre with your exact dimensions who is standing right where you are at the time this happens does 80 burpees, 100 squats, and then gives a lift on your shoulders to a toddler seemingly made of bricks around a whole park. <laughs> you do it! You're a hero! Did 80 burpees. <laughs> Oh, oh God. God! I really, I felt an, a wave of nausea just yeah. at the thought. Yeah. Um, you're allowed a shower or whatever, okay. but you're so tired. You're properly like steaming tired, but in that way where you're fired up. Yeah, yeah. Starving. Yeah. And your reward is the feast of your dreams. By which I mean, nothing in it has to be practical, real, available, actual. Okay. I want to know. Um, it can be totally fictional if you want, but I want to know what your idea of mm. the ultimate perfection in a feast would be. What are you eating, drinking, and also who, with, and where? Um, it would probably be like bride food or meat or like Nando's is is South mm. African as a chain. Everyone thinks it's Portuguese, but yeah. it's from South Africa. Yeah, like that kind of bride chicken or whatever. Or, yeah. If I, I've had moments in, in the past where I've done a huge workout where you've been really healthy but done loads of exercise for some reason and just something like chicken where it's like it's so protein and yeah. filling but it's not it's, you're not sleepy or like it's with beef or pork yeah, or whatever it's yeah, not yeah. heavy that's great yeah okay but, but like cooked fed, over outdoors over yeah, hot coals hot coal with it mm. marinated nice someone's had it in their in their fridge in a big bag of sauce for mm. a whole week it's like almost too long. Hot sauce. Yeah, yeah. Well, nice. very hot, medium, and like lemon. This you is the, three you're basically having a mock Nando's outdoors yeah, a better, with every different available yes, choice yeah, of Nando's. Lemon and thyme and yeah. one of them, a reasonable one. And uh, butterbos, like a kind of sausage. Okay. South African sausage. 
but then something you don't often get with rice, I'd want like fancy vegetables. Okay. I've noticed there's a trend now. It started out, I saw it in one place, and I was like, oh, I've never seen that. And now it's everywhere, like, like Pizza Express, everywhere. Yeah. Broccolini uh, with the olive oil and a sort of oil broccolini mm. with, uh, what do they put on it? Almonds and chili. Lush. And it's like... I have that even in ha- like a... Cooked or whatever you say. That's so nice. That's Which really good. very slightly... I had that a tandoori long stem broccoli mm. in an Indian place recently. It yeah, was yeah. so good. Oh, red cabbage. Mm, that's very nice having some of that yeah, yeah, like yeah. spiced with some star anise some cinnamon and sure yeah port oh that's very oh I don't mm. know that's rich now too I made it I'd want, I'd want the options I'd want the fine, options fine 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 I quite like slaws and sort of that kind of eastern European vegetable nice stuff. so like a mayonnaise slaw like yeah. a yeah and, and a sauerkraut and mm. yeah well that sounds amazing uh, would you have a pudding I don't know if I'd bother yeah I'd have a pudding <laughs> If this is some big victory thing, yeah, then I would say milk tart, which is another like South African. Oh wow! Because just What's cause milk I'm, tart? it's quite glutinous, right? And it's um, full of condensed milk and sugar, like an unbelievable amount of sugar, right? And thick like milk and cream and whatever, and mm. a bit of egg, egg white. So it's like glutinous in a kind of pastry base, like a milk jelly. Base. Almost, yeah. yeah. And then you mix in lots of nutmeg and cinnamon as Ooh. well. So it's very sweet, nutmeg, cinnamon. I'm only picking these things partially because they're normal if you still live in South Africa, but wow. if you grow up in a diaspora, they become like special event reward food. Awesome. So they're festivity food. Yeah, more so than like... It, to be honest, like an excellent cheesecake is probably better than sure. milk tart, but it doesn't have the same... It's not going to have that emotional component of having nostalgia. And also more just when you say to your, your mum or whatever, like, where did you find it? Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. When did you make this? Like, yeah. When you find a shop that happens to sell the right ingredient. That's so interesting, isn't it? That something can be a lot more special just because of its external attachments as opposed to... What it actually tastes like. There's a quote from someone, one of the really smart French guys from the 1800s or (laughs) 1700s. One of them. Voltaire, I don't know. Could have been. One of them. Frilly sleeves. (laughs) (laughs) Big, rough. One of those guys. And he said, uh, I think the quote is, what is patriotism but the food we ate as children? Ooh. And it's like so much of your idea of national pride is basically just you remembering things you ate as a child. Yes. And you go, oh yeah. And those memories often so much better than the reality. Oh yeah. And then you say, oh, it seems silly now. I'd have a cream soda milkshake. That's what I fucking have from Wimpy. Ooh. South Africa still has Wimpy. We have Wimpy in Dorset, where I go. In the town I'm from, still has a Wimpy God. with a bender and a bun. <laughs> it still has it. There's a that South Africa had. I think it's split. The company split me. Right. Or I don't know. But we I grew up with the Wimpies, and they had a thing where in South Africa, cream soda is green, vivid green. Is it? Yeah, and it tastes a bit different as well. <gasps> it's like it looks horrific because of colourings to make it ideally more attractive. Or is there something like lime or apple or something? In no, it? there's just the colouring. The story is that they they made a mistake. They accidentally added like this industrial green dye or whatever. But because <laughs> uh, it's it's like the same green as like um. Like fairy liquid vivid. Oh! Like it's so green. And uh, they said, oh, it was a mistake, but it sold so well, and everyone was talking about it, yeah. so now it's green. And then there's a thing at Wimpy you can get, which is the flavour of the green cream soda in a thick ice cream milkshake. Ooh, nice. And I don't know how they do it, but I think they just get the actual syrup from that fizzy drink and yeah. mix it with vanilla ice cream. They've, they've got the essence. Yeah. Nice. And that it tastes of just chemicals. Yeah, but you like it's it. It's got that Diet Coke aspect to it. Yeah. yeah. I love Diet Coke as well. I love a good chemical. Suspicious chemicals. I love drinking suspicious My guilty pleasure is a Pepsi Max. Oh, yeah. The cherry one, which is even more chemically. Fair than straight up Pepsi Almost Max. sickly. I think, I'm sure, to me, actually, that I've done enough things to my palate not to be able to tell the difference between Diet Pepsi and Pepsi Max. You can. I find it so... It's ridiculous that Pepsi Max is, is, is marketed to men. <laughs> it's 
because they wouldn't want to be seen as so weak as to need something with diet in the name. Is that what the logic yes. was? Really? Same with Coke Zero. That's odd. It's diet drinks for men. Coke Zero. It's insane. So they they make them seem sporty. Diet and Coke is better than Coke Zero, I think. I don't drink Coke. I can tell the difference between these things by smelling them. I can, really? Yeah, I can smell the sugar in a... Have you never smoked? I have smoked. Have but, you? But never, like... Enough I, to a, kill the a bugs. A smoker would never yeah, say yeah. that I'd never smoked. It's funny. Um, and so where and who with for this dream? Oh, uh, in a summer, in a big park with everyone. <laughs> oh, that's the loveliest answer. You need a big, like... Yeah. I would be very impressed by the sheer scale of the number of <laughs> full roasting chickens. Because like, you need like a Weber barbecue for each individual. Oh my god. The, the biggest bride I ever went to was for a family friend of ours was moving back to Durban yeah. from the Isle of Man. And he had uh, three of those like round little barbecues. Yeah. Each one had a chicken in. <gasps> And it was like whole spicy, medium, and, and lemon at a time. Perfect. So three whole chickens, a lamb on a spit, and a grill with flank steak and butterbois on. Where it's like that steak where it's like it's not it's not the good bit of steak. It's the bit where it's, they make like burnt ends from it and mm-hmm. stuff, and it, you have to really cook the cheeses out of it very slowly. Lush. Yeah, the steak thing. You just put it on the on the braai for a few minutes either side. And then, when it's still bleeding, slice it up into thin strips and hand it out. Okay. That's like a starter oh, thing. Wow. Just go around the party and everyone gets a strip of this very tender. Fascinating. So it'd be a party. You'd make yeah, it like yeah, a proper yeah. party. Big, big. Lots of smoke. That's an amazing coals. answer. That would be great. I'd love that. Huge thanks to Pierre Novelli. What a dear and funny chap. He's working up a new show for the 2018 Edinburgh Festival, which I implore you to see in previews, which he's doing everywhere or up there if you go in. Best place for details is his Twitter, at Pierre Novelli. And that's Novelli with N-O-V-E-L-L-I-E. Also, he has his own wicked podcast, exquisitely titled My Favourite Podcast. Look it up. I love that title so much. I always thought if I ever got a racehorse, I'd call it Oh my God, it's one. Also, a giant thanks to you if you've been supporting the podcast in any way by emailing me, I love that, on Patreon with actual money, I also love that, or just sharing the podcast with others and indeed just for listening. Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. My thanks are big and they are real. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Jessica Fosterkew and I'm increasingly going to be putting a lot more on the podcast's own Twitter and Insta, which is at The Hoovering Pod, without sharing it on my personal stuff. I'm going to let it have a personality of its own, all about eating up. So be sure to be following them. Anything longer than a tweet you want to say, you can email me through my website, jessicafosterkew.com. Production by the brilliant Emma Corsham. Music by the wonderful Mike Greenway. Until next time, happy hoovering. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.